Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fry Radio, episode 231. No, it's not. <laughs> We're not on the 200s anymore. We're on the 300s. This is like the like when you get a, a new year and you got to write in your checkbook. No you got to remember the current year. From. 231. It's 301. Where's 230? I don't know. It's April 26, 2019. I'm one of your you hosts, Kelly Lynn. Right. And I'm Adriel. <laughs> uh trevor's not with us and maybe matthew will join us at some point i think new brunswick and quebec are flooding so they're probably yeah. in their boats right now they're bailing. you have to have a boat in new brunswick because it's on the ocean so they're all just in their boats right now fishing drinking that's what i imagine everyone out there does right okay some combination of those two fishing no? and drinking yes the drinking yes at the uh, same time though you got to do both of them on a boat, drinking and fishing. I've seen that happen. It was never good. Mm. Mm. No. Seems to work so far. Um, sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, why don't we talk about what we did in guns this week? Uh, our guests are going to join us at some point as well. So we're gonna we're gonna move forward. And why don't we talk about what we did in guns this week? What we did what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. Calgary Shooting Center has the Knights Armament SR25 E2 Advanced Combat Carbine for oh my god. Adriel, you put this in here. <laughs> it's a Knights Armament. It's an SR25. It's like the highest quality AR10 yeah. you can buy. The highest for the, for the great price of seven thousand two hundred and nine dollars. Why didn't they just say ten? You gotta like you gotta work those pricing uh, those pricing numbers. Yeah, well, yeah. because the one dollar makes such a difference. It is chambered in seven point six two NATO with a sixteen inch flat dark earth. Oh, well, that makes the difference. Everybody's gonna buy that. So it's a knight's armament. You're you're paying for uh, excellent quality. Yeah. 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 That's for people who 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 can afford it. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is not which is not me and you. Um well I mean if I sold all my guns, maybe I could, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay, so what's something that's not a Norinko? What would you get? So if it's not a Norinko and it's not the Knight's Armament, what would you say in BC? Uh I have a shadow too. That's in between, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, very little else. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> what do you, why don't you tell us what you did in guns this week? Because you did a bunch. Yeah, I did some stuff. I got my three gun vids and I like spliced them like me compared to like some of the other uh, faster guys who had some runs that were faster on the stages where I wasn't. And I took a look at them to see where I need to improve because it wasn't immediately clear. There's a couple stages where I was like, ah, that felt good. I think I did pretty good at that stage. And then I looked at some other people's times and was like, hmm, I didn't. But they weren't on my squad, so I didn't get to see. On my squad, like the, the, the problem with um, uh, 
your top shooters being like on sp- spread out on different squads versus like the quote unquote super squad where all the best shooters are on one squad. So that's really hard to tell where you're at if you're in that top five and you're just spread on one of the other squads. It's like on my squad, I was like 20, 30% faster than everyone. So it's very hard yeah. to, for me to tell where I'm leaving time behind. Um, but whereas a lot of these other guys, they put their runs on Instagram and that kind of thing. So I could take a look and compare where I was versus uh, versus where they were. So a couple of things I want to improve. Yep. Uh, my gun draw speed could be a little bit faster. That's not going to make up all the time, though. Uh, one of the ones I saw was when I'm shooting on the move, I'm getting too steady. Like I got... I, my hits were too too accurate. Can I say that? They were too accurate. I, I could have been less accurate you, and faster and traded it a little bit more. Um, you were taking the time to place the shot. Yeah, taking like pulling up and now shoot when it should have been like, bah, 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 just like hosing everything all around me. Oh, there we go. Okay. And, uh, uh, so that was one of the things. Another one was uh, uh, my rifle shooting speed. Same thing. I was pulling my rifle up. I was looking through the red dot putting it on target and then pulling the trigger when in reality, when that red dot circle was somewhere on the Brown target, I should have just been whacking the trigger and, and moving on. Uh, and then, yeah, same thing. Rifle double taps when, when steady enough kind of a thing. Uh, I went for a range trip during the week, which is not something I normally do, but our, uh, sunsets are getting later and later here in, in, uh, in Edmonton. So I can head out pretty late now. Um, so I went out and tested a couple different things. Uh, BCL 102. Yep, I put in all the parts they sent me, and it worked. I was prepared yeah. to. I brought my other ejector, and it just all worked. The gas rings, the all that kind of stuff. I did some slow mo video, and they ejected just fine now. So, uh, some combination of those parts uh, fixed my ejection issue. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I also tested the. I got a new ejection. What do you call it? Case deflector for the WK one eighty C. So now I've got two. Right. Uh, I brought my buddy's WK-180, and Did I, the video? I Did didn't produce the... it yet. I, didn't produce okay. it. I shot it, though, in okay. slow-mo from, like, two different angles, and uh, it works. I mean, so did this thing. Like, these rubber little uh, M-Lock covers worked as well, uh, but the case deflectors do, like, they're, they're, the surface is a little bit wider, so if the case comes out at a weirder angle, it'll still handle it and still kick it out the side and not mark up the side of your receiver, which is really why I got them. Uh... I did some long range with my Norinco NS522. I was shooting at, uh, I started at 200, but it was like too easy, too easy to hit stuff at, at 200. Okay. So I went up to 300 and that was more challenging, but still pretty easy. So did you go any further? No, because at my no. range, the next, the next one out is 500. Oh. And I don't, I don't have enough elevation to get out there. Okay. So uh, this weekend, I'm going to head out to my parents' place, and there I've got whatever I want. I can yep. go zero to six fifty, so somewhere anywhere in there. Okay. Um, so I'll do that with twenty two. Um, I don't want to confirm at a, a, a wide variety of distances, so I can confirm the MOA that Streelock is telling me to dial into my scope, and uh, you know, have some fun shooting some twenty twos. Got a whole bunch of those like tiny little twenty two targets, so. Uh, all steel, and uh, those should be fun to shoot at uh, at longer distances. Cool. I tested that uh, that Turkish shotgun. The was it Defender and the connect? Regulator. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one worked fine. The pistol grip's stupid. It's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so yeah. slippery, and the forend is so slippery. 
the gun moved in my hands, even if I'm like gripping it really hard, it was still moving in my hands, but just like target shot. I can't imagine trying to hip shoot it with, with a slug or something like that. It's moving in your hands. So uh, I did some video with the pistol grip on it, and then I put the regular stock on it. And of course, the regular stock is a lot nicer to shoot. Yeah. You can actually hit stuff, and yes, yeah. it's, it's, it does what it's supposed just... to. It's just for show. It's just yeah. because it looks cool. It's it's yeah. not useful. Yeah. No. Uh, shot that modern sporter. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I was shooting some, uh, there's some freshly painted steel. And I was shooting a plate about, oh, about yay big. And I could see all my hits making like a, a nice little center, little pockmark with just like bulk 55 grain crap. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to shoot that at the three gun match, not, uh, the weekend coming up, but the one afterwards. And, uh, it like the, the issue, the rifle won't be holding me back. We'll put it that way. Did you take any pictures and send them to Trevor? Oh, I should do that. I should do some some video and stuff like that. I did. I did put a whole bunch of like really nice, uh, photos up on my Facebook page though. Okay. On the guys Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So those are up there. And Trevor did, uh, voices displeasure at, oh, okay. uh, at the fact that I've I've got one faster than him. Yeah, so yep. uh, mission accomplished there. Good job. Yeah, and then I want to just show this guy. Yeah. You said you said you've got one of these, but uh, kind of want to show it off anyways. Well, this... there's a box of federal ammo that's crappy. Okay. Yeah, you've seen that be- that stuff before. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, this is a uh, 22 up Lula. There's a yep. bunch that there's a bunch of different Lulas that they have, and it's kind of, honestly kind of confusing. Anyways, this one works with these wide Marlin 795 mags, and uh, these these like I don't know. I, sh- I shot a thousand rounds out of these uh, without using a mag Lula, and it was starting to wear on my fingers after you know say after like 500 rounds. Yep. Uh, and I want my boy to load his own damn mags, so. You're gonna give him one of those. It's gonna be Answer easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and it's it's the same thing as all your other Lulas. It just pushes down on the bullets, so you can chuck the next one in and keep on going in. So you can get him to do that all day. It's gonna be fun. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I could get him to load for me mm. when I'm doing ammo testing. <gasps> <laughs> no child labor. Oh, it's you a great know. idea. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think. Well, it's it like when, once you get into the twenties on those things, they it's really stiff to get in because I think it kind of double stacks them a little bit towards the end, and that spring is starting to really tension up. So uh, yeah. when I was loading it with that, I I got to the end. I'm like, oh, I guess that's enough. I guess it's full now, and it didn't didn't occur to me that it was getting close just because it was so easy to load. And then uh, yeah, I think I mentioned already. I'm going to go do some long range twenty two this weekend to prep for maple well not prep for maple seed because the maple seed i'm just going to help uh, instruct but uh prep for seer yes and that match on saturday which is taking place Mm. on the saturday maple seed is going to be taking place on the friday you got it yeah that's it for me uh what did i do oh last weekend i uh i told you that i had to stay home uh so what i did was i stayed home but you know it was saturday so what did i do adriel you went to sfrc I did. And I bought some stuff. Not very much. I bought uh, swivels. I bought a hmm. whole bunch of them for maple seeds so that we can put it into the trailer. And I spray painted them all pink. Do you know why I spray painted them all pink? So that they come back to you? Do you know why I had to buy more swivels? Because they didn't come back to you. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any of your swivels. Because <laughs> so, you need the yeah. wider swivel, right? Like the the standard one is an inch, but you need an inch and a 
quarter, inch and a half for years? So for the M1s, the M1 and A or the uh, the Grand Sling, it's one and a quarter. But mm-hmm. I, I just bought the one inch because we're using it on some of the uh, nylon slings that are a little bit a little bit thinner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yep. So bought that. Um, um, didn't go shooting. I got invited to go shooting, but I had to turn Kelly down because of the fact that I better say the fact I had to turn her down. Uh, I was on my way out to uh, the Maple Seed trailer. It was on Monday, holiday Monday. Yeah. Uh, we got there. We spent three and a half hours at the trailer. What happened was at CFB Petawawa, I don't know if any of you were able to see the pictures at all. Did you see those of the maple seed at CFB Petawawa? Is that the one on the snow? Yeah. So it was still two feet of snow. But what they did was on the range that the maple seed took place, they went and snow blowed or plowed or whatever they did. So they had a patch of 25 meters by 25 meters. Then all of the tarps went down and then all of the um, mats went down. And what happens when you have warmer weather and snow kind of rain with the tarps is they got disgustingly muddy and wet. At the end of the day, everything got picked up, folded up. And uh, and I love this. You know what? People who um, shoot at a range that is military, everybody helps out. Everybody stays. Everybody packs up. And everything just gets thrown in the trailer. <laughs> So everything was thrown in the trailer. Um, we decided to go and unpack everything in the trailer because if not, uh, everything was going to go moldy. Everything yep. was going to so, um, It rained for, I don't know, four or five days here. It wasn't very nice. And so Monday was the first day that it was actually sunny and we could unpack the trailer, dry everything out, um, get all the mud off of everything. So we were out there for about three, three and a half hours just unpacking Oof. everything. Uh, taking all the uh, mats out of it and they were kind of getting musty and gross smelling uh, so everything is now nice neat tidy back in there my OCD is 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 okay again uh, and uh, everything is dry and smelling not like basically mold and musty so that's what I did on the Monday I was not able to go shooting I had to go and do that because it was the only day that was to do that and the other things I've been doing is, again, lots of things with the admin side of things for Maple Seed. Uh, we have more events that have uh, been released to the public. We're going to talk about those in upcoming events. But um, um, I sent some stuff out to Adriel. Adriel, I was talking to, I said, guess what time I got to do this? It was two o'clock in the morning. I was digging around in my garage for stuff to send it to Adriel for the Maple Seed that's going to be happening next week, too. So <sighs> that's it. That's all I did with uh, with guns. Uh, why don't we talk about upcoming events? Do you want to talk about the Matthew and Trevor Furlachi Fundamentals They're course? doing a Furlachi, which is a two-day course at the Thomaston Corner Shooting Range near Fredericton, New Brunswick. To register, email us at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, there's going to be a CCFR RSO course. Uh, Trevor's going to be doing that. He's going to be doing it in Dalhousie, New Brunswick, and it's May 25th and 26th. Anybody who's interested specifically, if you are a CCFR field officer, I know that you can get in there for free. Uh, message Trevor at trevor.furlot at uh, firearmrights.ca uh, is for 
for that. And you can get into that. Um, there's one more here. Listener Lucadin sent this. Do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, this is the Grand Dig, Grand Digay. Okay. Brunswick Gun Show. I don't know. It's French, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, May 4th and 5th, CCFR will be at the show up there. Okay, perfect. So go out and check everybody out at uh, that gun show. And say hi to Luke. And say hi to Luke. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did post in here Maple Seed events. So we recently released uh, some events to the public, and I wanted to let everybody know about the ones that are open and still have spots. Uh, in New Brunswick, we have Dalhousie. That's the one that is at the Rustigish Gun Club. So we'd like to see you guys out there. Uh, Prince Edward Island, it's near Charlottetown. It's in the Brettlebane uh, Gun Range. Or a big boot gun range there. Uh, Sunbury, which is in Fredericton. BC, we have a few of them. So it's Courtenay, uh, Campbell River, Port Alberni, Nelson, BC. Uh, check those out. And Drum Heller, this one is the podcaster charity shoot. So Trevor, Adriel, myself will be there. Uh, so if you want to meet us, come to the Maple Seed and then stay the next day and Try to beat my score with a Norinco uh, 22 bolt. That'd be an awesome. <laughs> and Winchester uh, M22. Yes. Uh, one more. It's a little different as well. We have it. It's at Chaz, which is Adriel's range. Are you going to be there for that? Do you think? I think so. Okay. It's a ladies so. only event. So we're having a lady seat. And don't. Yeah. It's a lady seat. <laughs> and Lloyd Minster. We are, uh, we have that one, Lloydminster, Saskatchewan, Grand Prairie, Alberta, Medicine, Alberta as well. And pretty soon, I think in the next day or two, we're going to be releasing a Lethbridge, Alberta as well. Now, I didn't give you any of the dates. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go to mapleseedrifleman.com. You can check out the dates there and you can also register for the events there. Or you can go to uh, Facebook and go to Project Mapleseed and go to the event section. All of them are listed there as well. Those are the ones that have spots. I didn't talk about any of the ones that have been sold out, and there's quite a few of those as well. <sighs> any uh, three gun matches you want to talk Lots, about? Lots, but I'll mention them next week. Okay. I'm just going to do them once a month so that's not like talking about all the Alberta matches we got coming up. Just so it's many. All Alberta. A mm. few in BC as well. The odd in BC, but the ones in BC are like in the part of BC that's inaccessible to the rest of BC, but is very accessible from Alberta. So it's kind of already Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. Alberta. Okay. Berta. Do you want to talk about the news? Yeah. Uh, the first one, at the first one, I'm loving. Uh, Toronto's doing a gun buyback. Uh, and the value that they're putting on these are awesome. $350 per hand. Well, awesome and not awesome. Awesome is in like, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of gunnies that are going to uh, make a ton of money off this thing. <laughs> uh, not awesome as the uh, it's $7 million they have budgeted that uh, isn't going to go towards crime. This is going no. to uh typically with these gun buybacks it's people who don't want them anymore uh and uh don't realize the value of them and get ripped off selling them to the government or it's enterprising people who make those uh uh iron pipe shotguns with two by fours and iron pipe from home depot and then sell them for 200 dollars per long gun or if you've got some of those tt33 tokarev frames for 50 bucks They'll pay you three fifty for one of those. Okay, so the target market they're going after—they kind of want the ones that people don't want to. But the target market that they're trying to get out, go after, are the people that aren't going to bring the stuff in. I know. So 
I know this for a fact. I know they want gang members to hand again, them in, but they, yeah, they won't. Yeah, that's not going to happen. If they can get like for a high point, they can get twenty five hundred dollars from somebody. They're not going to go and turn it in. Come on, that's not happening. They can just sell sell it on the street. It's expensive high point. Exactly. Who would pay that for that? But uh, yeah, I mean, um, there's already uh, I've I've been on Discord and some people have been mentioning uh, uh, how they're going to mess with it. And so far, they've contacted them and they said, like, how many can we bring in? And they like the long and short of it is don't bring more than two. So if you're going to uh, do the go to the gun buyback and help them get guns off the street, a.k.a. your your pipe and uh, two by fours. Uh, <laughs> I'll only bring two. Don't go make like 10 or 10 or 20 of these things expecting to, uh, to really make bank. We'll have to do a shorter, a, a smaller number. Yeah. They said, and then two. once you've made the money off of that, wait up front and see what people are bringing in. And if they're bringing in anything good, try to offer some cash for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I put this in. Uh, it is a new story about the, about C, Bill C 71. It's going to be appearing on, uh, so, Order papers, it's going to be presented on Tuesday, uh, April 30th at 2 o'clock, and it's going to be presented at the Senate Standing Committee. Uh, Basically, the committee's report and the findings and suggestions on the amendments that have been passed as well will be presented to to the Senate. So it's going to be interesting to see that. I provided the link here. Why don't we provide that into the show notes and people can click on that. And watch at two o'clock on Tuesday, April thirtieth, and see what happens. Why not? All right, I got that one for the perfect. Okay, new gun stuff. Let's move on to that. You put this in really big bold letters. Apparently, you're excited I, about I this. I copy and pasted it from CGN, <laughs> but also I'm excited about it. Another non-restricted gun for Canada. Yeah. Another non-restricted Yay. black rifle. Woohoo! All right, this is the. Troy 102 SFRC announced this, and I believe that means they're going to be the distributor or something like that. Hoping, uh, yeah, it's a Troy, um, uh, non restricted AR 10 sized rifle, but non restricted because it's based on the 102. Uh, SFRC is saying they have an approved FRT and they're in full production, they're going to offer them in 308 uh, or sorry, 762, whatever, same thing. Uh, 243 Winchester and 65 Creedmoor. Uh, they're going to come with a 20 inch uh, match barrel. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to come with a 15 inch Troy M lock rail. Oh, I like those Troy rails. I've got a Troy Alpha on my on my other AR. Um, they're going to be uh, hard coat anodized. Uh, they're going to come with a six position Troy Battle Axe stock, which you haven't if you haven't seen it. It looks kind of like an act. Actually, you know, if I wanted to share uh, what this looks like with people, I guess I could just do this. Um, so if you're on sure. YouTube, that one. Yeah, that's the that's what it looks like there. So that's like a rendering. So I imagine they're, uh, they're working on putting these things together. You will get a five-round enhanced steel magazine. I'd imagine these work with those XCR mags as well. Uh, so these will be 1700 bucks. 1700 1800 yep. really 1799.95 or 1800 bucks um and uh they look to be good quality i like choice stuff so this is uh this is really interesting so there is so ryan posted this he said that it's going to be 10 to 12 weeks um arriving in canada and free shipping as well that's awesome i think the price is about right for a new a new non-restricted rifle 
Um, and the fact that you get a complete rifle ready to rock and roll for 1800 bucks with good quality and good anodizing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two so pre-sales. So there's two options, 50% down or 100% down. With the 100% down, you get 5% off. Uh, so you'll only be billed, it says, uh, $1,700 or $1,709.95. Yeah. So that's a good deal. You mm-hmm. going to get one? You going to get one? I need to sell that BCL first. But now it's running. <laughs> no. Anybody want to buy a BCL? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. The next one here, uh, yeah. Stag 10. They've got a new model that's uh, that's going to be coming into Canada here. And this is the uh, Stag 10 LEV2. Uh, this is in 6.5 Creedmoor with a 20-inch barrel. And uh, yeah, that's it. It's it's So the, the idea here is they're trying to do a lightweight 6.5 Creedmoor build. And uh, they're using a ballistic advantage uh barrel i believe uh low profile um uh handguard and uh yeah should we get stainless steel barrel and this is all for just under two grand i think 19 i see the price there somewhere Mm. i think i saw the price somewhere it was like 1900 or 1999 or some something like that and it's uh and a half pounds so Pretty light, pretty light without going like crazy into carbon fiber this or carbon fiber that and and, and whatnot, right? And still yeah. keeping the price reasonable. Tradex. I'll keep going here. Yeah. Yeah, Tradex has some Russian surplus 762 by 39. So a lot of our 762 by 39 hasn't been Russian. It's been other uh, countries' uh, production. Uh, so if you're looking for Russian specifically, they have that for 389 for 1400 rounds. That's not the cheapest 762 by 39. But if your rifle likes that stuff or you prefer the Russian stuff, uh, there you go. Uh, Western Metal has extended base pads for... They've actually got a whole whack of uh, pistols that uh, that they're supporting these things from. So um, they're just plain. Ex- I think we talked about how expensive base pads were in Canada, like yeah. three, four months ago. And now it seems like the competition's really stepped up. And now like, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but now there's, there's a lot of them out there. Um, so Western metal has extended base pads for Glock, uh, for CZs P07 and P10 and as well for the SIG P320s. So uh, if you've gone to a magwell or you just want like a little bit of extra weight on the magazine makes such a big difference in dropping them free uh they've got them for 32 bucks each which That's is cheap. pretty good yeah. yeah i mean i think i saw um uh, double taps were 25 i don't know if they're still 25 or not how much is um, still on theirs for? S&J had some, like, there's starting to be, like, some really good selection here. So yeah. when you're looking for uh, base pads, you want something, a little bit of weight to it. Um, maybe some check ring on it. Maybe not, depending on, on what you're looking for. I mean, you can always stick some skateboard grip tape to them if you, if you want a little bit more grip on them. Um, and then some way of marking them. Or just pick a weird color. Like, I picked a weird color for mine, and they're super easy to find on the ground. What you don't want to have is... Uh, you know your your Glock mag, your black Glock mag, uh, being out on the on the course of fire somewhere and forgetting about it. Someone else shooting and picking up your mag and walking away with it with nothing on it, right? Yep. Um, uh, these base pads are a great way of doing it. And if you need to, if you cant the gun a little bit, which you're not supposed to, when you're releasing the mag, uh, with that extra weight, it's more likely to kick out than uh, than if it was super lightweight. And yep. So you might be able to get away with a little bit more angle. Awesome. Uh, yeah. This I run guns. They've got this real weird thing. I don't know what the market is for it. Do you want to show it? I'm looking at it right now. All right, I'll uh, I'll show it to our viewers on YouTube. 
It's a side charging nine millimeter AR pistol ish thing. It's, it's also going to be in 45 and 10 millimeter. It's going to use Glock mags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Five and a half inch barrel. Um, so it's restricted and it, yeah. you don't need a buffer tube, but who cares? Cause we're in Canada and this would be a pistol. Well, I guess that it, it would look goofy. Yeah. So in Canada, it's going to come with a folding stock and one mag. That's it. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, you use Glock mags, though. Glock mags are super cheap. Yep. Four pounds. Yeah. Woo! That's a bit of weight to put out there. But it'll have a falling stock, so that's cool. Yeah. I mean, and you can because it doesn't have a buffer or anything like that. Yeah, it's a neat idea. So Iron Guns is putting that out. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Practical, but Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, some of the some of the guns we get in the market here are just you know fun range toys kind of a thing, right? To get yeah. to the range, shoot some rounds. Yeah, you you haven't watched that video yet, have you? I have not. I just clicked <laughs> on it. No, you can't. You can't watch it right now. It's yeah. six minutes of marketing wank, like the whole. Thing. <laughs> I'm a marketing guy. I appreciate. I gamer gamer uh, recognized game, and uh, it's six minutes of it I'm talking about. Uh, uh processes and a whole bunch of stuff anyways it's an aluminum tip bullet who cares okay. but the interesting thing okay they're very heavy and long for caliber so mm-hmm. they're uh i think their uh, 308 versions were like 220 240 like super super heavyweight long guys uh and this is the probably the most interesting thing they're sequential so normally when you make bullets it, there's a big bucket and they go in the bucket and then you tumbler, clean them, get all the oil off, that kind of thing. And then they get like you you pour big scoops of it into a box and then that's it, right? Yeah. Um, and they're all jumbled up and maybe one shift ended and another shift started and the guy changed something on the machine and the bullets just go into the hopper and then you end up with like little discrepancies, right? With this stuff, sequential bullets, as they come off the machine, they don't clean them or anything. They go into the package and they're packaged like I don't know if you've seen 17 WSM how it's like they they stand them upright and they put a little plastic thing on the top to hold them so they don't bump into each other that's yeah. they these are bullets these are component bullets that you were to load and they package them in these beautiful little packages very carefully and sequentially so bullet number 1 is next to bullet number 2 is bullet and next to bullet number 3 and they're all just in that package so <laughs> There should be less variability between them, yeah. and they should be closer to each other in weight and length and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, these are going to be like uh, much more expensive bullets, and they're not cleaned, so they might have oil or something like that on them. They send them out with this little fabric bag like you would get on... What's the whiskey that comes with the bag around the bottle? Crown Royal? Yeah. They send them like like with a with a crown royal bag basically. So you got to put the bullets in there and like clean them off yourself. But they're okay because they're so fancy. They don't even clean them. They don't. Like, so you just, put the, they package them up and they, they send put, them to you. So they take them and they put them all and they put them one two three four and then they put mm-hmm. a little thing on top of them and then they give you a bag and then you dump it into the bag or, or just clean them one by one. You clean them, one by one. <laughs> you clean them and you put them back and then you reload them sequentially also. <laughs> oh, okay. Like if if you're shooting really really long range, yeah. which is what these bullets are made for, 
Yeah. You need the consistency. And, and these are going to be some of the most consistent bullets on the market, I think, is, is what they're trying to do here. Aluminum tip, CNC. It's like the, the it's it's done for quality and um, peace of mind, I guess, if you want, like, if you do, if you want to, if you miss, it's like, if you miss, it's definitely you. It's, it's <laughs> not the bullet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, do we have anything else? Nope. I wonder how much there are. Okay. Why don't we go into our main topic? So for tonight's main topic, we have Coat of Arms on. Uh, they're going to be on talking to us about all the fantastic things that they've uh, been doing over the past year. So I wanted to introduce uh, Corey as well as Doug. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, why don't you actually tell people about Coat of Arms? If, if people don't know about it, uh, when did you start? How did you start? Where? Well, we'll tell them where you they can find you in a little bit, but why don't you tell us all about you guys? Well, uh, Corey and I formed Coat of Arms in, I would say, uh, mid to late 2017. Uh, we're actually both from the Niagara region of Ontario, Niagara Falls, uh, fairly close to there. And uh, we, Corey and I met uh, through through shooting sports, and uh, we decided to, you know, take on this adventure. This venture, uh, we had a lot of common interests, and uh, we'd work together on some other projects. And uh, we had our soft launch in 2017, and we had our Corey would say our official firm launch on uh, January 1st, 2018. Is kind of really when uh, Coat of Arms got going, and cool. that was and that was launched with yeah. uh, some of you may remember the. Uh, but wait, there's more uh, holiday hangover one that was uh, our. Uh, January 1st. Yeah, that was for the giveaway we did. Uh, that was the first giveaway we had about, uh, I don't know, two. I think we give away two guns and maybe about $5,000 worth of gear. And then this year we were able to up that. I think we gave away close to $14,000 worth of guns and gear in uh, Holiday Hangover 2. So it was a nice step up. We had a lot of our community come together and be able to um, uh, step up to the plate and, and do some big things. And we really mm-hmm. appreciate all the sponsors that were involved in that. There was Got to be about 14 of them. So that was the whiteout uh, launch that you that did? Was, that was, yeah. So a lot yes, of people that, were... That was... Oh. Go ahead, Kelly. Okay. <laughs> so uh, everybody um, was able to buy a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or toque. And then they were... In. Do you want to describe how they could enter into the draw and some of the, maybe some of the uh, different things that people were able to win? Well, this, yeah, this so, year, um, oh, sure, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, so for this year, all we did is uh, we decided to tie it into a different theme. And the goal was, let's change the theme to keep it fresh. And uh, this year was the whiteout edition, uh, which everybody uh, loves their whiteout hoodies until they get uh, chicken wing sauce on them. And then it all goes to crap from there. But uh, that's uh, that's what we did for the theme this year. And, um, you know, buy you could buy a, a hoodie or a toque. That was part of that white art edition, and in uh, return, you've got entries, and to get bonus entries, all you did was to share yourself wearing uh, either uh, the toque or the hoodie online, and then uh, just when everybody thought that it was over, um, yeah. we uh, did a, a a surprise one, which was the the most recent one, which was uh, sponsored by Wolverine Supplies, Nanook, and CCFR, um, and uh, yeah, and you had. Uh, uh, Iron City Action on, um, I think, in a previous uh, episode, and uh, he won. So that was great. Oh, did he? I didn't know he won. Yeah, he was on last week yeah. on our 300th episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what types of events have you been at? I, I met some of you at uh, the Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge, but 
where, where are you going out? Uh, what types of events are you doing? What are you looking forward for this year? Well, we try to cover as much as we can. Uh, we Sometimes people say we're everywhere, and sometimes it feels like <laughs> we are everywhere because we're never home. Well, my wife tells me that I'm never home. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, last year we went to a ton of events. This year uh, we're trying to cover just as many. Uh, and this year there's some a couple big events we really want to hit as well. Um, three big ones, namely, uh, that we're you know putting together our travel plans for right now. Uh, first one coming up will be GAT Show in June in okay. Ontario. Uh, the second one that we can talk about will be Wolverine Days, which is later in June in uh, Manitoba. And then uh, the biggie late in the year in September will be TACCOM, uh, TACCOM number two in September. Yep. That's so, awesome. Uh, so TACCOM conf conflicts with uh, Meaford. We are aware. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going to happen there? Do we, did you guys figure that out? Or, or, or am I going to miss you this year? Okay, we'll move on to something else. Well, no, <laughs> well you know what? It, it, the reason why Doug's hesitating is, is because there's some stuff that we can't announce yet. Okay. And it's specific no to that. But um, but yeah, the, I think the, the quick answer to that is we're going to try to be present um, at uh, both events. We'll definitely be at TACOM and we'll, we'll have a presence at uh, Meaford as well. Um, do you want to uh, tell people basically where they can check out Coat of Arms TV? But I also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the magazine as well. Did you want to talk about that too? Sure. Okay. Um, find us. We've got a, we're available, I guess, on YouTube. That's where we initially launched. Uh, so, you know, search for Coat of Arms on YouTube. We pop up usually as one of the first choices there. Mm -hmm. uh, our... Uh, our humble little channel, channel there. Uh, we are also on Instagram. We have a decent following on Instagram yeah. uh, under Coat of Arms TV. I think that's where a lot of guys see us and, and ladies see us. Uh, we do have a Facebook account, but uh, if you're watching and you're a Coat of Arms follower, uh, we don't really like Facebook and we don't go there very often. So if you are trying to reach out to us, um, try to do it through other means. Uh, we also have a website, coatofarmstv.com. Uh, if you are looking to, you know, pick up a sweater or t-shirt or something like that, that's usually where, uh, that's the portal where we have those for sale. And we usually announce our contests there as well. If you want to find out if you won one of the contests, we have all the winners posted there as well. So in fact, if guys want to see just how huge the whiteout contest was, uh, this year, go to coatofarmstv.com and you'll click one of the tabs is winners and you'll just see how crazy the prize list was. this yeah, year. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Great list. And also the sponsors for it. Fantastic. Definitely. Well, we can't do it without the sponsors. So, right. and uh, Canadian sponsors have been uh, fantastic to us. So, uh, you know, basically since we launched, uh, the support we've had from retailers and distributors uh, and other vendors has been outstanding. So, okay. What? So, if somebody has an event that they want want to see, if you guys will be able to come out to, um, how do they contact you? Which is the best method? Um, probably either through the website. Um, our email is there. If you, uh, info at code of arms, tv.com, uh, Corey and I get both of those emails. So okay. we do get them. Uh, Corey is quite active on Instagram on the code of arms, uh, Instagram channel. So, uh, if you DM him there, usually he gets it pretty quick as well. Cause he's uh, quite active there. Okay. Specific events that you guys are interested in attending. Um, kind of 
falls within our mandate. Like we're interested in anything that uh, obviously is interesting, but also is, you know, showcasing Canadian shooters, Canadian athletes, uh, events that are, you know, uh, legal firearms ownership positive. We want to, we want to know about these events because, you know, we don't always know about them. So definitely if there's something, if, if somebody out there thinks they'd like us to come by, maybe do some coverage of it, at least reach out to us. So we're aware of it. Uh, maybe we can't fit in, into our schedule, but maybe we might have an opening and, and, you know, myself or Corey or, you know, all three of us, uh, there's another guy behind the scenes as well that can come out and, uh, we can check it out and report back to everybody. Okay. How far? Yeah, the other thing I might mention as well is that, uh, like in terms of website, we we try to cover as much as we can. Uh, the coat of arms model itself, from its inception even till today, um, is you know a lot of people are critical on videos like why didn't you do this or why aren't you doing that? And and the truth of the matter is is uh, we try to do the best we can for everybody, but the truth is we have not received a dime from anybody. Any of our sponsors or any of those, man, I would have loved to keep all those $14,000 with the prizes, but we give everything back to our viewers and our community. The whole reason Doug and I got into this was because we both have other, you know, means of, uh, you know, financial, uh, you know, rewards in other areas with, with work. And it allots us the ability and the time to do this. So our mandate was always to give as much value back added back to um, to our viewers and the people that support us. So that's kind of what we've been really focused on. Uh, so when anybody says, well, you never made it out to this, and we do apologize if we can't, but we will try. And I think that some new projects that we have to launch in the, in the coming year um, are going to allow us to do a lot more of that. But just so everybody does know, we've never taken a, a single penny from anyone. Uh, this is 100% financed by both Doug and myself. Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. You guys are showing things in a positive light. You're promoting the sports. Um, very professional, by the way, as well. The the uploads that I see on on um, YouTube, well well done. Who does all the editing, by the way? There's a team of myself, and then uh, Mike is one of our guys as well. Both Mike and I have a uh, background in television and film. That's kind of where the, the skill set comes from. Uh, Mike's worked on TV shows uh, and film like uh, The Listener, uh, SWAT, um, Rookie Blue, uh, RoboCop, the remake. Don't don't <laughs> give him any slack for that one. <laughs> uh, but but uh, yeah, and then Mike and I we went to film school together. Uh, Mike went to go into the union, and he went and did big film productions. And I started a production company, and and I started doing everything from documentaries to uh, TV shows uh, to corporate videos to wedding videos. We did everything, uh, and it just got to a point where Doug and I met, and we were like, hey, you know what? This is uh, something I have a skill set, and uh, Doug brings a lot to the table. Uh, he originally was going to be the only person on camera. I've since been pulled on to camera. Uh, I saw that. that was never meant to be. <laughs> yeah, that, that was never meant to be. So I do my best, and uh, and it was just a, a really good match that uh, Doug and I had made, and then with our, our uh, other um, cohort, Mike. So it's been good. I do have to ask, Doug, what are you? What's your most favorite interview that you've done, or what's the most favorite thing that you've done on camera? Oh, well, there's a tough question. <laughs> uh, we've met some really cool people. Um, maybe, Corey, you're on the same page as me, but I th thought it was pretty surreal this past SHOT Show when we were hanging out with Chris Tonto Peranto. Oh. Um, I, I got to say, I, I didn't expect that to happen. It was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, we're talking guy that's uh, kind of, you know, a pivotal moment in, in history, and uh, and he was so down to earth. It was uh, It was wild. Mm. It was wild. 
Yeah, I would also say uh, in reference to that, I would agree with Doug. There's There's been many. There's been a lot of ones that really stick out in my mind. That one was kind of interesting because it was one that was unexpected. It was We, we really built a, a quick bond in a very short amount of time, and we were starting with one project, and we ended up doing three projects with them. Um, wow. And uh, we, you know, we really kicked it off, and uh, we look forward to a lot of future work uh, with Chris as well uh, for some of the projects that we're talking about, uh, hopefully in the very near future. That's awesome. Um, Adriel. Yes. You, you got anything to ask them about the, uh, the, um, the TV show? No, the, I mean, uh, like your, your guys' video quality is excellent. Yeah, and, it is. uh, uh, the production quality is, is clearly professional. And, uh, I think that's what people like. I think people like to, to watch that kind of stuff because it's, yep. uh, it's easy to watch. It's not too long and it, uh, it hits all the, all the right, uh, right spots. Um, uh, but your magazine, uh, you guys accept submissions from just about anyone. I don't know about that. There was this guy from the Edmonton area, and he sent me this article. It probably took me like 20 hours just to edit out all the errors and, and oh, grammatical yeah. issues and that yeah, sort of run thing. Run on sentences. Couldn't spell to save his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just joking. You did an awesome job on that article. It was, uh, it was a good read, and actually it was uh, quite, well, uh, quite well received. What we're received. Yeah. Awesome. Well, As, I appreciate the the chance to write for a magazine because I haven't done that yet. Oh wait, no, I have, but not this one. <laughs> you're published. There uh, we go. What I've seen with the magazine is it's just gotten better and better and better. Um, each each edition that's come out, yeah, it's just growing fantastically. I th I think that in in reference to that, uh, Kelly, is that. Uh, when we started the magazine, funny story, uh, it was started not with the intention of creating an actual magazine. It was actually supposed to be the program for Gat Show, and oh. uh, we had a lot of and it, we had a lot of positive feedback from it. Um, and, uh, and they're like, "Oh, when's the next one coming out?" And we're like, "Well, next time we do Gat Show, we'll have another program." Is kind of what we were thinking. And then and then everybody was like, "You should do this," and we were like, "Yeah, okay, if you want it, we'll do it." So. Um, that was uh, kind of how it was birthed, and it, it maybe uh, allows us a little bit of leeway and uh, and um, for the the poor quality of the, of the first issue because it was never meant to be an issue. So uh, we've definitely made improvements since then. We have a huge learning curve, um, and we continue to grow and uh, and learn. But yeah, that's that's a testament to why each issue is getting better, is because we're just able to do a bit more. Some more resources come to us allocates uh, more money to be able to uh, make it better and better each issue. And I think that's what you'll continue to see. And Doug can talk a bit about value added in regards to that topic, because we've always tried to give back in that one with the t-shirt deal and then two with the CCF CCFR and then three with the patches that Doug can uh, talk a bit about right now. Sweet. Let's talk about patches. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, as we like to give stuff away, as everybody's <laughs> figured out, uh, we uh, we hooked up with our friends at uh, uh, Custom Patch, and they uh, these guys have done patches for us before. In fact, if you've uh, seen the coat of arms patches, uh, they make them for us. And you know, we're always looking to co-promote and uh, you know, kind of do that business to business, business to business. Uh, uh, routine with you know other cool companies in Canada, and we decided that direct mail subscribers to High Capacity Magazine will be getting cool morale patches with their subscription. Wait, yes. So nice. if uh, I believe we just kind of 
topped out on that a couple weeks ago. But if you are a direct mail subscriber to High Capacity Magazine, when you get the next issue, you will be getting a special edition High Capacity Magazine morale patch. And for the next two issues after that, uh, we haven't announced what those patches are. The mail subscribers will be getting patches from special companies as well. So, yeah, so with your subscription, you're getting not only the magazine, you're getting three custom edition morale patches. That's awesome. And I just want to point out, Doug, that, that that's if the people have subscribed before. What was the deadline date, Doug? <laughs> April, yeah, April 10th. Okay. Let's put that in there. Yeah, I, yeah I just want to do that because I know we're going to get a, a thousand emails uh, right after this about that when their patch doesn't arrive, if that's the case. Yeah. But uh, one thing I do... I want to recognize uh, too is uh, the CCFR's contribution in terms of our partnership. One of the the an interesting story, I guess, is kind of funny, uh, not really, but um, <laughs> we, so we we made this. It was Custom Patch Canada is the one is our partner, and uh, we created uh, that deal with them, and uh, and that was great because I quoted them. I'm like, okay, well, our subscriptions aren't huge, so max will be in between like three to five hundred, right? <laughs> So um, Doug and I get get the first uh, email from the CCFR going. Oh, these are all the people that opted in, and I, you know, without getting into specific numbers, let's just yeah. say it is dramatically larger than that amount. So um, <laughs> when we found out, now we're on the hook for like, let's just say, way more than five hundred patches. Uh, that we didn't account our budget for. And uh, Doug and I just were like, hey, that was a nice learning experience. Uh, but everybody's going to have a great patch for the next yes. three issues. So it's, it's, a wrote, win, it's a win in the end for everybody else. I wrote a very large check well, about three, the, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. In, in the meantime, uh, Doug and I are eating ramen. <laughs> patch you know, ramen. Yeah, patch ramen. You should get a patch for that. <laughs> So <laughs> that's, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, gun gun poor. I'm, I'm sure those patch guys will throw one in after after your yeah. big purchase with them. <laughs> so people can't it, like Adriel did it. Did he con? Did Adriel? Did you contact them about three gun and just say here's an article or what did you do? Maybe you I did. forget. Yes, yes, I did. Like yo, <laughs> I want to write an article about three gun. <laughs> that's what. Like that's like way less sexy, thing. though, because what, what Adriel wanted to say was, uh, no, they sought me out and they saw my previous work <laughs> and they reached out to me. And uh, But yeah, you know what it is? It's anybody who, who has an interest in writing and wants to share their story or even if they don't have the ability to uh, you know, be um, a writer, a great writer, um, and, but wants, still wants to share their story, we're happy to take submissions, ideas, uh, anything of the sort. Uh, our job is to facilitate the stories of the community. And uh, that's all what the magazine is. And the in-between pieces are just kind of like what we what we fill in the blanks, what we think other people want to want to hear. But this magazine is about the people, and that's why we created it. That's awesome. There's a lot of people that are involved in that as well. I I, uh, I went through the last edition and saw some of the people that were writing. Our gun community is really small. <laughs> I have to say that. Uh, there you. Um, Recognize uh, all the writers. <laughs> yeah, I recognized everybody. Uh, but our community is small, but it's also, um, it's getting bigger. Uh, there's some stories out there. Uh, you guys are getting it out there with the magazine. You're also getting it out there with the uh, with the TV as well, uh, with the YouTube. Any other things that are coming down the pipe? Because it seems like things are just snowballing for you. Um, yeah, we've got some stuff uh, that's in the works. Uh, but 
I, I, I touched on this earlier. I think uh, three of the big things coming up are these three trade shows uh, that, that are coming up through, throughout the summer and in the fall. Uh, the first one being GAT Show in uh, June 15th and 16th at Silverdale Gun Club in Southern Ontario. Uh, Corey and I are uh, quite involved in the organization of that event. Uh, it, the first one was last year. Uh, we did it in August last year. Uh, we moved it forward earlier in the summer, uh, you know, just based on feedback we got from exhibitors and vendors and participants. So June 15th and 16th uh, this year. Uh, am, I, am I correct on that, Corey? Is that the correct date, 15th and 16th? Uh, it's the 14th and 15th. 14th and 15th. Instead of it a weekend, instead of it being a weekend, it's actually a Friday and Saturday because the Sunday is Father's Day. So um, we left that um, for family. And, yeah, so and that, just in, in terms of a gun show, like how how is Gat Show different? Like, is it just a bunch of old guys like selling three oh threes for like six seven hundred bucks uh, on a table? Is is that the idea, or is, is it different? It's no, the, it's, it's, it's the completely different. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you asked that because a, a lot of people that don't know, uh, the concept is actually something that we borrowed uh, when we were in uh, at Shot Show uh, our first year. Uh, we went to something called the Antares Alliance, and what it was, it was a veteran. Um, run um, business events. So anybody can come out and it's live fire, try and buy. So the concept is, is everybody there were veterans. Everybody there had businesses and products they wanted to put in your hands. You try them and then you can buy them on the spot or set up a, a dealer account with them, what have you. And Doug and I thought, why don't we do the same thing? Um, you know, back in Canada and we'll call it GAT show, which is the guns and tactical show and uh, be able to have all the different distributors out there. You get your hands on the gun. It's kind of like uh, a mini uh, industry day from shot show. Yep. Everybody says, well, we, we're not part of the industry. We can't attend shot show. Well, let's try to give them that in the range day aspect. And truth be told, um, you know, the uh, Fred and, uh, the guys at TACCOM Canada have kind of created the same thing as SHOT Show, and our concept was to try to create the same thing as Industry Day. So uh, we have like probably 10 or 15 different uh, live fire vendors this year, a whole bunch of individual companies out there. You try the gun, and the distributor sends you out and says, I've got some of my best dealers out there. Today is the day that you should make a deal. Go talk to them, get the best deal possible, and uh, you walk away with a great deal, have a lot of fun, and you don't need a firearms license. Anybody can come out, uh, safely be supervised to be able to shoot these guns, and uh, have a good time. So anybody that you have friends or family that want to participate, you don't have to be like, oh, well, unfortunately you can't. Uh, so it, it's very inclusive, family event, and lots for everybody. We have some videos that we're going to release uh, from the last one so everybody can get a chance to check those out. Okay, so is it so it's at Silverdale on the fourteenth and fifteenth? Do you have to pre-register, yes. or you can just go? Go ahead, you Doug. Can, uh, it's it's general admission. Um, anybody can show up. Uh, you just have to show ID at the door. Uh, doesn't matter if you have a pal or don't have a pal. Uh, we will be announcing shortly that there will be a VIP program to uh, available first come first serve. Uh, VIPs will get some exclusive access to the firing line uh, early in the show uh, again it will be a limited number and we will be announcing that uh, very soon but it is uh, open to anybody uh, you do not need to pre-register for uh, general admission the only pre-registry pre-registry would be for people who want that vip pass and that will be a very limited number uh, this year based on you know feedback from last year like anything we do it's a learning curve uh, you know we we, we we put ourselves out there, we, we organize it, we do the best we can, and we take in the feedback and try to do it 
better the next time, bigger and better. Uh, and based on feedback, we're going to have a very limited uh, VIP section this year. Awesome. Um, so uh, anything else you'd like to share with us or our listeners or viewers before you leave? Well, other shows we're going yeah. to. Uh, we're going to be oh. at Wolverine Days this year. Yep. Uh, first first time, I think, for both uh, Corey and I. Um, uh, we got the invite, and uh, we're very excited to uh, to go there and uh, check out what goes on there. I mean, we get to see it through, you know, Canadian Gun Nuts and YouTube and social media and that sort of thing. But uh, we're really pumped to be able to go out there and uh, check it out, do some video work. Uh, and then, of course, the biggie uh, later in the year, TACOM. We're TACOM. super pumped about TACOM. Super pumped. So, yeah, yeah. I think another thing I would add to that would be that um, the, we have in the next issue of uh, High Capacity Magazine, uh, we have uh, an announcement we're going to be making in there that is associated um, in some way to uh, TACOM itself. And okay. I can I can also say that we're going to be very involved with TACOM. Like uh, we're working very closely with uh, Fred and his team at uh, TACOM. We're going to a lot of exciting things going on there that we're going to be announcing as well. But in the next issue, we're going to announce something uh, that I think is just another value added to our community. And um, I'd like to, you know, thank Fred and the team at TACCOM for, uh, you know, stepping up and, and uh, you know, bringing a show like this to the table for us and uh, really um, reaching out and asking us to, um, you know, participate. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Excellent. Thank you. Um, again, where can they, where can everybody find you? How can they get the magazine? Can they expect their patch? <laughs> 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 I spend a lot of time on fulfillment and if anybody, if I owe you something, please let me know. I never thought I'd be a professional packer and shipper uh, from my warehouse in St. Catharines. Uh, to be honest, with coat of arms and everything we do, everything that we're doing now, we didn't expect to be, I say, growing this fast or being this far kind of down the road. Everything we that we're dealing with now is kind of things, Corey and I thought maybe, you know, two years, three years down the road that we'd be getting to. It's just the way this industry works and uh, with networking and the great response and that we've had from everybody, it's, it just happens so fast. And yeah. So if, if I haven't got your t-shirt to you fast enough or your hoodie uh, it's not that I'm trying to, you know, slow it down. It's just, we have so much on the go uh, and you know, we're a small team and, and we're growing and it's just growing so fast, which is, you know, a high level problem to have to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Good problem. Yeah, so high capacity <laughs> magazine ca is where you can get your subscriptions. Um, I would say get in now because we will have, even though the patch deal has ended, we do have some other stuff we will be announcing that's coming up Sweet. for the next round of uh, subscribers. So um, always something to add. If anybody wants to share stories, please reach out to us. Uh, any feedback, we always appreciate it. Uh, at Sportsman uh, Show, when we were there and I met Kelly, uh, was the first time I actually had somebody that got super excited to meet me, like almost as if I was like a mini celebrity. And I and it was like both Tracy and I, Tracy Wilson from the CCFR, were together to experience that side by side. Uh, and she's like, oh, I've had that for a while. And I'm like, that was my first one. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So I, I, we do uh, humbly and um, you know graciously appreciate everybody's support. And I can't tell you um, what this means to us to have started something so small, to have it grow so fast and be in the position we are. And we, we hope to continue to give you guys stuff back. And in the future, we've got some big announcements. And uh, we'd love to come back on the show and be able to, to share those with you guys uh, when we're able to release them. Yeah, that'd be fantastic if you can. Also, uh, come back after TACOM as well. We'd love to hear everything that happened there. Yep. Um, we love that. Yeah, absolutely. Adriel, anything else you want to add? 
No, I mean, thanks, uh, thanks for doing this, guys. I mean, we need uh, we need a little bit more PR and a little bit more media around our uh, around our sport, and you guys are doing a terrific job of it. They are, yeah. And uh, as you said, you know, you started with an idea and it just caught on, and it's because of the fact that Canada, we we need we need more people like you giving back to the community and our gun community is it's growing. So we wanted to thank you for that as well. Uh, well, we'd like to thank you for all the stuff that you guys contribute as well. I mean, you guys are like the stuff that the two of you guys are involved in in the community and with the CCFR and all the other great causes. I mean, it's absolutely inspiring to see that to us. Like I didn't know even like speaking specifically about you, Kelly, like when I saw you at Meaford, I'm like, she's there putting in some long days and long hours. And then you're doing the CCFR stuff. And then I see you at, uh, you know, the trade shows and, and, and God knows all the other stuff that you contribute that I don't see. So, and Adriel, again, thank you for contributing to our magazine. And uh, you always have a home with high capacity magazine with whatever it is that you guys want to share. And uh, we thank you for the work that you guys do. It is truly appreciated. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. I'm also a photographer. I took a couple of those pictures of Adriel that was in the magazine. Too. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, again, Coat of Arms, you can find the you on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> uh, and you can subscribe to the um to the magazine you can do that through the ccfr if you purchase a membership you can opt in to have that or you can go directly to uh, the magazine itself and uh, purchase it through there uh and um it's high capacity is it dot ca or dot com high capacity magazine dot ca perfect awesome. and that's where i subscribe to mine so thanks yes. again for <laughs> I shipped you a t-shirt, I think. <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> I'm gone. I got my magazine, no t-shirt, but I'm gone. You guys, <laughs> I, it you explained it so well that you guys are just it's 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 just taking off. So congratulations to you both. I I can't wait to see what comes up next for you guys. It's it's really exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you well, very we, much. We hope to have you guys involved with what, what comes up next. So that's uh, that's the goal. So we'll reach out to you. We've got some plans for you guys too. Excellent. All right. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for coming on again. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks again to the guys at uh, Code of Arms. Yeah, they're they're awesome. They're really, really I not know doing all that stuff. And I, I wish that we had the the number of gun shows and gun cool stuff that you guys have out there out west because you guys sound have like all these cool like gat shows and stuff. Man. Yeah. You can have those. Here. You know how those came about? People decided Blockings? to have them. Hmm. I don't want to do another thing. I'm done. <laughs> I don't. I want less things. I want even less things. Yeah, me too. If I can get out of it, I'm gonna to try to get out of it. I'll put it that way. Okay. So me asking you to help it a little. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. You're learning the art of saying no. I need to learn that, that art too. Um, listener feedback. Have you been paying attention? No. Okay. See, I'm already practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marcel, he's saying that uh, he thinks Trevor's probably in Halifax for the Ipswich Spring Bang match. Probably, I don't know where he no, is. He's, not on, he's here on a tonight. boat. He's on a boat fishing. Uh, yeah, he's boat fishing. Mm-hmm. Andrew Le uh, Andrew Le Chappelle. He's the um uh he's the guy that won the uh the draw that uh, that both of uh, Doug and and Corey were talking about. So he's mm-hmm. the Iron City guy. He was on last week. Oh yeah. That 
that Trevor mistakenly thought was Corey. Because he was wearing a coat of arms shirt on the show. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, what else? I wasn't really paying attention. You know, the whole. Uh, there, Marcel as well, he's wondering if there's anything uh, big out east on the east coast uh, that uh, uh, that high capacity uh, magazine can do. And I, I was thinking, why don't you know, why don't you cover um, Slamfire? It's one of the birds, not Slamfire. Well, you can cover Slamfire. Um, SummerSlam. It's one of the hmm. biggest matches in Canada for EPSEC. Somebody should write about that. Yeah. What do you think? Way out in Dalhousie. Way out in Dalhousie. Yeah, I just dropped my my phone. Um, yeah, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll riff while we're uh, while we're waiting for that. <laughs> and what else? Um, Brad, Brad B. He was talking about. So Brad is somebody who is fantastic. I just have to give him. Maybe I'll give him a shout out today. Um, he is somebody who has been helping us. Um, in the Dartmouth Halifax region with uh, maple seed, he uh, he last year he brought his three kids with him, and he's he's such a fantastic guy. Um, he brought his kids, and he brought single shot cooies. Uh, so he decided this year he was going to uh, make Christmas a little early. So he, he said he just got back from going to the range with his three kids. He uh, he has some uh, Ruger Precision Rimfire. Um, uh, rifles that he bought for the kids and they took them out to try and zero them in. He's having some issues with that though. So the the said the rails or the mounts are 30 MOA adjustment. So it's a, it's a little off. So he's going to get the that. rail. Well, yeah, the, the rail on top is 30. It's a, it's a yeah. canted rail, right? So some scopes might not work with that because yeah. if you get it, if you get an inexpensive scope or a scope that just doesn't, doesn't have enough adjustment on it, you might not be able to zero it at, at 50. Yeah. I think he might got, need, I'm not sure what he got. Might need to zero it at like hundred or yeah. 200. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Jeremy, he was talking about taking the stake 10 going uh I'm, he says, I'm hoping to buy a SIG 10 with the buyback cash. He's going to be one of those guys. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I forgot about my rings. I didn't mention this. Oh, what are you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, rings on rim fires are a pain in the butt. Uh, a lot of, if you guys have a 1022 or a CZ or the Ruger Precision Rifle, you can get your 20 or 30 MOA rails. If you have a Norinco 522, there's few people who make rails for those things, like a canted rail. Um, but you can get these guys here, and this means I don't have to run a stupid base. I hate having my scope way jacked up uh, over top my uh, barrel. Um, I'd rather have it closer to the barrel. And uh, Hawk makes these rings that are 30 millimeter, but dovetail on the bottom. That's the hard part. You'd never find a 30 millimeter ring with a three-eighths dovetail on the bottom. And I found some. And you can get these plastic inserts that give you 25 MOA okay. of cant. Yeah, yeah. So I don't need a base. I can mount my 30 uh, millimeter scope and I can get a quite a bit of cant out of these guys. So I might use this on my rifle and then chuck the cheek rest because I got this huge cheek rest on there right now because I've got the base and the base has got some height to it. And I got my rings on top of there. They don't really make low 30 millimeter rings. They old like they're medium and up kind of a thing. 
but this might get me quite a bit lower. So I'm excited to try that. So, Any other YouTube comments? Yeah, Jet, Brad's just talking about the fact. Eh, Brad's just talking about the precision rimfire. Um, he says uh, it has a 3 MOA rail, and the scope I have on hand initially ran out of elevation. I have new optics coming with sixty, or sorry, eighty plus. I need new glasses. Eighty plus MOA uh, um, elevation. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. a lot of the Bushnell scopes, though, um, unless you go for the higher end stuff, they have fifty MOA of adjustment. And if your rail's thirty and your scope can only do twenty-five down, it's not quite enough. Yeah. As long as there's hash marks on the top, you might be able to just aim low on your target. But maybe that's kind of a pain in the butt. If you're, if you're going to do a lot of shooting at 50, maybe that's like a bridge too far. <sighs> Certainly inconvenient. Yeah. Okay. When we move on to listener feedback, we have a little bit of that. So might as well get mm-hmm. at it. Uh, listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Uh, check him out online. Uh, check out his online inventory of new and used guns. I can't speak tonight. Uh, firearm accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You can also follow him on, on Facebook uh, or on Instagram as well. And uh, Amory is spelled with the uh, French spelling. So why don't you pick up Sean's email? From Sean, hey guys, just listened to your latest podcast and I had to chime in on the discussion about rimfire precision optics. I bought a Leupold VX3i LRP, long range precision, four and a half to 14 scope for my CZ455. Well, it's certainly more expensive than most scopes you'd likely put on a rimfire gun. It's just over $1,000. It can be purchased with Leupold's CCH reticle. This reticle is Leupold's proprietary reticle that's very similar to a Horus H59. So windage and elevation holders holdovers can be done effectively without dialing. You'd be hard-pressed to find a scope around $1,000 with a reticle like this, in my opinion. Plus, it's very lightweight, making it ideal for a rimfire gun. Contrary to that, I also picked up a Razer HD Gen 2 4.5 to 27 by 56 for my 6.5 Creedmoor. And this thing is so heavy... I could use it as a carpenter's hammer and build my next house with it. Anyway, keep up the great work with the podcasts. P.S. I'm sad that Maple Seed won't be coming to BTSA in Alberta this year. I was hoping to bring my wife, who's taking the firearms safety course this weekend. Hopefully next year. Sad face. From Sean S. And did Sean uh, go to Drumheller? Yeah. Drumheller one? Yeah. (laughs) There's still spots. And you get to meet Adriel. Did you get to meet That's not that far from Calgary. And just like do the weekend in Drumheller and go see yeah. some dinosaurs or whatever with the kids and uh, uh, bring your ridiculous four and a half to 14 uh, <laughs> super precision rifle and, uh, you know, qualify for a rifleman with that. Well, he's already qualified as a rifleman. Double but, qualify. But he can bring his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beat your high score from last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have another email. This one's from Justin D. I was wondering which episode had the gentleman on that was trying to get the entire FRT released from the RCMP. Also, is there, uh, is there, if there was any update on the story? Oh, that's really, really short. I thought there was more to that. <laughs> oh. I don't, do you remember the FRT episode? Mm, 
no. It's been 300 uh, episodes. It's been 300 I episodes. We probably there, have yeah. only been on. I retain very few of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe Trevor, if you're listening, if you scream loud enough, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he is. I know. She said fact again. <laughs> All Guess right, what? I'll get this. Uh, I'll get this next one. I think you you arranged this, which uh, as the host is your is your prerogative. Uh, but <laughs> from, Spencer. It's from Spencer. No, it's not. Uh, hey guys, I just wanted to congratulate you on making it to 300 episodes, even with the gun dudes sort of restarting. This has to make you guys the longest running gun podcast out there, if you Aww. include the CRR years. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was looking for some gun podcasts to listen to, uh, on the way to my parents' place this weekend. And, uh, there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of gun podcasts in the States now. I saw that. I was yeah. Googling it after Matthew said, okay, when he went and did the whole Google fool, he said that we were like the fourth one that came up. So I did it and I went, holy crap, there's a lot of them now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as for favorite episodes, it's hard to say. I do like the ones where all the hosts are on, since a lot of your show chemistry is the back and forth between everyone, and that suffers when it's only a couple of you. Sorry. Oh, on today, too. Yeah. Uh, the episode that still stands out to me was when Owen told us way more than anyone ever wanted to know about Comfrey. It was interesting, but to this day, I have never used the, a bit of that botanical wisdom. Best wishes, Spencer. Spencer, you're not the only one that has said that. So you're we're talking about a gun show or yeah, a gun podcast that everybody wants to talk about Comfrey. That's their favorite show. <laughs> I could nerd about digital marketing. I can't do botany. No. 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 By the way, these are all the emails that we didn't get to read last week on our three hundredth episode because mm. we went really, went really long. long. Yep. Speaking of Brad Brown. He says, congratulations on your 300th episode, Slamfire Radio. Well, you're welcome. And P.S. Apparently Trevor sucks. You're right, he does. You want to take the one from Etienne? From Etienne. Uh, no, Etienne. I've met Etienne. Uh, my favorite episode is when Trevor finally bought his first 1911 after disparaging them for years and then proceeded to defend his position tirelessly <laughs> by claiming that a 2011 didn't count. Classics, uh, classics SFR. Congrats on the 300th, Etienne. You notice he did that, too, with military surplus, too. Yeah. Uh, talked crap about uh, SKSs and all yep. this other stuff, and then uh, and is now collecting them. And uh, multiple of these uh, Milserp uh, firearms. He he says he's like a woman. He has the prerogative to change his mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's supposed to mean about women. <laughs> He's allowed to change his mind. He's yeah. allowed to change his mind. He is. Um, occasionally, he'll change it back as well. Mm -hmm. uh, this one's from Stable Boy, a.k.a. Mark. Uh, hello, Slam Fire crew. Congrats on making it to episode 300 and nothing. Uh, to this day, one of my favorite episodes is when Matthew got a new phone and started crank calling Trevor, <laughs> which led to an on-air phone call uh, to said crank caller. Another favorite memory is of Adriel reading my beautifully crafted letter. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Praising the firearm community after a three-gun match and Trevor's pathetic attempt to criticize that. It was pretty pathetic, too. Uh, you all combined to make a great show. And I look forward to the next 300 and non-shows. I think that was, yeah, non, none. 300 next, and none. 300 and none shows. But 
and nothing. The next 300. Yeah. But then we're done. Once we hit 600, it's like, sorry, everyone. Oh, we need a break. Uh, Packing it up, deleting the website, emptying the recycling bin after we delete the website, too. Yes. So that's from Stable Boy. Uh, Next one here is from Chris K. Good morning, lady and gentleman and Trevor. That's good. I am just curious if you were to start reloading today, which press would you get? I know Trevor's a big fan of the Dylan, but which Dylan model is best for bang for your buck? I would rather spend a little bit more money now than buy something I'll end up replacing down the road. Thanks for the advice and keep putting out the great shows. So Trevor responded to him, but do you want to talk about Can I respond anyways? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you do, right? If you if you shoot just pistol and just high, high volume pistol, uh, Dylan Square Deal is nice. Um, I think if I had all the money in the world, it would, it would probably be a 1050 with all the automatic everything, case feeder, bullet feeder, and all I got to do is press a button on a tablet and it just starts loading ammo for me. That'd be cool. Um, if I was shooting, if I was hunting or shooting a lot of rifle, uh, I probably wouldn't have a progressive. I probably do a turret press. I like the I like the turret presses for um, just for the ease of changing stations, and uh, they're fantastic for doing small batch, high quality ammo. Um, compared to like a progressive or something like that. So I think it really depends on what you do, how much space you have for your press and uh, how much you want to invest in it. I think the Dylan Square Deal has been my favorite press to use uh, for a long period of time because it's so single purpose and so well built for that single purpose. Like just reloading pistol ammo, just set it up for nine millimeter, never change the thing, never like change any settings, just keep cranking out ammo. Every once in a while, ah, you know what? I need to make some ammo. You go down, pour some powder in there, uh, uh, put a primer tube in there and just start chucking out rounds and uh, it doesn't fail. And a lot of my other presses, you know, you run into uh, little hiccups every once in a while and, uh, and that thing doesn't. And that's what I really like about it. Incidentally, also what I like about uh, shotguns when it like for three gun, I hate an unreliable shotgun and something that's reliable. Beautiful. Well, we like reliability. Um, mm-hmm. But Dylan, they have a fantastic warranty. You'll hear Trevor talk about it every time that he plays with his Dylan press. So, well, I've got a couple of Lee presses, which uh, don't so much have the, the warranty that Dylan have has, but um, I, still would rather have the Dylan because it's smoother and more reliable. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And occasionally people get out of it. So you can check online at gun nuts or wherever and people are selling them. And you can buy care. one used and then slowly replace all the parts. Cause they got lifetime warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you'd like to email the show, you can send an email to slamfire radio at gmail.com. We do not, have any uh, podcast reviews so if you are listening to us and you want to give us a review go to any of the uh, podcasts well where we whether it's Apple this used to be just iTunes this used to be easier right we would just check iTunes every once in a while and and that was it but the problem today is that there's so many podcast apps all over the yep. place that maybe people are reviewing us and we just can't see it or maybe they're on a, a podcast app that doesn't have the capability of reviewing someone um, I don't know I, I do know that Stacy has an app that she uses for mm-hmm. a couple of the firearm community. Thank you, Stacy. Uh, and it's an app that will process all of the reviews through various mm-hmm. whoever it is. So, but like on on what? Google Play, there's no there's no such thing as as That's reviewing. True. 
a podcast, you just look at them and listen to them and you're subscribed or you're not subscribed. There's no upvote or anything. So uh, because of the diversity of them, there just might not be an easy way to, to do it. But try, try anyways. If if your app has that, try anyways. Or go yeah. download iTunes and uh, and give us a review there, and then uninstall iTunes right after. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're uh, we're worth it. We're worth it, right, Kelly? Yeah, we're worth it. At least we are. We're showed up this week. It's very enthusiastic of you. <laughs> shoutouts. Let's talk shoutouts. Would you like to give a shoutout to Adriel? You got I don't any? Know. It's been a busy. Jason from my club, he's got a whole pile of rubber matting that we're going to use to uh, to test out for uh, uh, stopping rounds. And uh, um, yeah, he got a whole pile of it and he's been really, you know, doing a lot for us that he doesn't have to. So I give my shout out to Jason. Awesome. I don't know if he listens, but uh, I appreciate it. Okay. I'm going to give one to Sean M. He messaged me this week just to let you know, Sean, so I don't have to text you and let you know. Adriel sent that stuff out to you. And I wanted to also say thank you to Adriel as well for accepting all the stuff that I'm sending to you. You should be receiving it in the mail. I don't, I don't think I have a choice. It just shows up <laughs> and it's like, my wife's like, what did you order now? Yeah. <laughs> it's Something heavy. every day. Mm. It's really heavy. It's a, it's a small box. Well, it's not that small, but it's heavy. Cool. And... I'm sending you back some of the polos so I don't have as many. I'm sending that box back full of polos. <laughs> Sorry, okay. return to sender. <laughs> uh, let's talk Patreons, Patreon supporters. Uh, we don't have any new Patreonies this week. However, do you want to give an update on... Yeah, I got a bunch of patches out. So if you are waiting for a patch, wait till like midway next week. And if you didn't get it, email the show and be like, yo, here's my address. Give me so a patch. And make it like make it easy. Put your address in there and format it correctly. And make say, it so it... You need to provide your address. Yeah, because we got a bunch of new ones, but they didn't give it. They didn't send their address in. So it's like, how do I? Is this magic? It is. Like, ask us at a, at a thing. Yes, hey, I'm a Patreoni. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't provide that for us. It just tells us that we have a new Patreon. Well, it asks them. Like when you sign up to be a Patreoni right now, That's if it? you sign up, yeah, it's like, hey, thanks for signing up. P.S. Send us your address and we will send you a patch and sticker oh, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't ask for the address. I wonder if that can be. Built. I'm wondering. Mm, maybe. I yeah. don't. I don't know. What Patreon does is it allows us to basically put out content, uh, pay for for us. So please, please become a patron. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. We'd like being on for another 300 episodes. I did want to say uh, it's, you know, the end of the show. So we updated uh, the sign off a little bit. So you can go, if you're not a Patreon, you can go and support us uh, and support the show by visiting our website. So go to slamfireradio.ca. Com. Com. And uh, there's links there. So if you're buying stuff from Cabela's, why don't you actually just come on over to our website and click on the link there and it'll give us a little bit of cash so that we need to. All you got to do is when you're going to buy something from Cabela's, go to our website, click on the link, go to Cabela's, yep. that the link will get you to Cabela's. And when you buy something, Cabela's will be like, oh, Slamfire Radio sent that person and we'll get like a little bit of extra back. They'll, kick, they'll give us a kickback. Kickback. I yep. think it's like, what, a penny? It's not a lot, but it's something. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're going to buy something from Cavell's anyways, you yeah, it's easy well. for you to do, right? Yeah. And then you can check out the other links that are there, too. We have a few of them. Yeah. Oh, that also, reminds me. I got I to update that links page. 
Well, I was that was kind of my hint. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, very subtle. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> also, uh, please join one or more of our firearms organizations. Uh, the CCFR especially has been really working hard. If you ever are interested about what our lobbyists do in um, on the Hill, if you go into lobbyist, uh, the lobbyist registry, you can see how often uh, Tracy Wilson is talking to the MP senators as well as other people who make some decisions in, um, in government. She registers it there. I was looking yesterday. Yesterday was the last day she talked to them. I didn't look today. She probably talked to them today as well. So you can go there and see that people are actually talking to those people who make decisions about firearms. So I did want to say thank you very much to Tracy from uh, the CCFR. And if you join the CCFR, then opt in for Code of Arms. So for the High Capacity Magazine, you have that option when you go in to join and become a member there. So yeah, that's a good link. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We post our uh, episodes over there, but we're also like to chat with you as well. A few people have been chatting. That's great. Also like us on Facebook. We are at 2,125 as of yesterday. So that's it. Everybody have a great night. Thanks for uh, watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.